WNYC Studios is brought to you by Zbiotics. Seize the day after a night of drinks with Zbiotics pre-alcohol probiotic drink. Zbiotics was invented by PhD scientists to break down the byproduct of alcohol, which is most responsible for making you feel crummy the next day. Drink Zbiotics before your first drink, drink responsibly, and you'll wake up refreshed and ready to take on the day. Try it for yourself at zbiotics.com/wnyc and get 15% off your first order when you use WNYC at checkout. That's zbiotics.com/wnyc and use the code WNYC at checkout for 15% off. Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Hey, Lulu here. Whether we are romping through science, music, politics, technology, or feelings, we seek to leave you seeing the world anew. Radiolab adventures right on the edge of what we think we know, wherever you get podcasts. This is All of It. I'm Allison Stewart, live from the WNYC studios in Soho. Thank you for spending part of your day with us today. Tomorrow on the show, actor Jessica Chastain, she's on Broadway, playing in the role of Nora in A Doll's House. The classic Ibsen play has been updated by playwright Amy Herzog. They'll both join me in studio to discuss. And the restaurant Le Bernardin recently received a sixth four-star review from the New York Times, thanks in large part to the work of chef Eric Rupert. He will join us to discuss his work and take your calls. And now, on to Hong Chao. It has been a big year for Hong Chao. She's earned her first Oscar nomination, was the standout in the acclaimed comedy The Menu, and was called out in that Ariana DeBose BAFTA rap. In The Menu, Chao plays the frighteningly intense and hilarious maitre d' Elsa, who is completely devoted to fine dining chef Julian Slowick, and she might be a little bit sadistic. Elsa's job is to do everything in her power to keep a group of wealthy and shady diners seated during a potentially deadly meal, like in this scene where one older, oh-so-entitled couple attempts to leave the restaurant. Leaving now. Oh, I have, have to get my wrap. Forget your wrap. Get up. Uh, Mr. Leavrat? We're leaving. Is something wrong? We're leaving. There is no boat to leave on. Then I'll call a helicopter. That would be very difficult without phone service. Move. With which hand, Mr. Leavrat? What? With which hand will you handle this, left or right? What the f- are you saying? Shall we choose? Choose what? Very well, left hand. Ring finger. Come here. Come here. No. Oh, oh it's so creepy. And in her Oscar-nominated film turn, turn, Oscar-nominated turn in the whale, Chow plays Liz, a nurse and the best friend of Brendan Fraser's Charlie, a housebound obese man with heart failure. Liz loves Charlie deeply and cares for him both physically and mentally, but her behavior also tips over into enabling. Charlie's heart is rapidly failing, and he knows it, and Liz can't convince him to go to the hospital. The menu is streaming on HBO Max now. The Whale is still in select theaters here in the city and available on video on demand. And I'm joined now by Oscar nominee Hong Chao. Hong, welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. So I understand The Whale had its origins here in New York. Of course, it was a play first, um, and it was filmed in Newburgh. But that Brandon and director Darren Aronofsky did a little table read in the East Village uh, in around 2019. Where were you when you heard about this part? 
Yes. Um, Darren organized a, a table read uh, right before the pandemic started, and I'm a little jealous I wasn't a part of that. I would have loved to have a year to just marinate on the play. Um, I heard about the the whale um, in January of 2021. Um, it came the regular way. My mm -hmm. agent sent me a script for it and just told me that the character was Brendan Fraser's best friend. And I thought, okay, that doesn't sound that exciting. I'm, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I, I had just had uh, a baby, so I was way more excited about staying at home and, and being a mother. Um, but I, I, I read the script and uh, I was really moved by it. Being an older um, first-time parent, I was already mm. sort of lamenting that I wouldn't get to know my daughter for as long as I wanted to. And uh, I just really empathized with uh, Brendan Fraser's character in the story, trying to reconnect with his teenage daughter um, in the final days of his life. So it sounds like the entire project was as interesting to you as the role as the role itself yes i i never could have dreamed that i'd get to work with darren aronofsky uh he's one of our greatest filmmakers and he his films are really hard to nail down they're they're so um device of you can talk to one friend whose taste you trust and and they love the film and then you talk to another one and they absolutely hate it I, I you know I that was the reaction that people had with mother and, and even mm -hmm. with black swan and so it, it was really exciting because when I read the script I thought it was very odd that Darren would choose to to work on something like this because it just seemed um a little bit more I don't know if traditional is the right word, but it was such an emotional piece. And um, I was curious to see what he was going to do with it, uh, how he would really be able to put his stamp as a, as a director on it. Liz is a nurse, and she knows that her friend Charlie is close to death and that his body is stressed to the max. Yet she does what friends do. She brings him food. She watches TV with him. She gets him a wheelchair so he can be mobile. Um, how does Liz, your character, square her duty as a healthcare provider with her duty as a friend? Yeah, uh, you know, all of those behaviors that uh, the audience finds just uh, puzzling <laughs> really comes out of their history together. Mm. Those, those things didn't happen overnight, you know. Um, I think with any profound relationship that I've been witness to, there's all sorts of weird contradictions and uh, strange codependent uh, tendencies. Um, I think with, with Liz, she has to find ways to sort of uh, trick him into to doing something that's that she thinks is going to be good for him, and so you know, there's a little bit of manipulation that that seeps in there that might, you know, uh, be unhealthy for for both of them. Mm. <laughs> um, but you know, Liz is also dealing with with grief and right. um, unprocessed grief, and and. She pours all of her energy outside of work into that relationship with Charlie, and it might not be the healthiest thing for her either. 
please correct me if I'm wrong, but I read that you, oh, puppy, I read that if you um, had tattoos put on your skin by the makeup artist to give Liz some backstory, but we don't necessarily see them. Yes, uh, the character wasn't um, written specifically for an Asian person. Um, Every actress who had played this character in the stage play had been white and uh, even during the casting process, uh, my my agent told me the names of the other actresses who were in consideration and none of them were Asian. So when I was cast, Sam Hunter, our writer, uh, added a line in there about Liz being adopted. And I don't think it's, you know, necessary to, to add that in there, but um, I did think it was very helpful for me to... Uh, sort of envision what her childhood must have been like growing up in a small town in Idaho, Mm -hmm. uh, probably the only Asian person and also being in a very conservative religious family and and how um, she would probably react and rebel. And um, I, I thought, well, she probably had some wild child days, probably went to some raves, got some tattoos to piss off her parents. Um, So I asked Darren if I could have those. And I wasn't sure if you would see them on camera or not. But you know, it's always nice with if you can give little hints about uh, a character's past um, without dialogue. So he he happily obliged and uh, you don't really see them in the movie that much. But it was uh, very nice to to spend that time in the morning, uh, getting those tattoos applied. Judy Chin came up with this really beautiful tattoo of um, Charlie and and um, uh, Alan uh, as two two fish re- in, in, entwined, and it was just really beautiful in in the in the way that Brendan uh, got his uh, makeup applied. Mm-hmm. I, I also had my version of that, and I asked uh, Danny Glicker, our costume designer, um, if we could uh, give her a wardrobe that made her seem like she ate cold leftover mozzarella sticks for breakfast, you know, and I think, <laughs> I, I think uh, we, we nailed it. <laughs> My guest is Hong Chao. She is nominated for an Academy Award and Best Supporting Actress for her performance in The Whale. What was unique about this filmmaking process, something that you really hadn't experienced in other sets? Well, I had never done an extensive rehearsal period for a film before. We had three weeks of rehearsal. We were working on one stage while the set was being built on another stage. Uh, we had tape, painter's tape on the on the ground that were the exact dimensions of the set that we would be shooting on because Darren wanted to know where he should put the camera to best showcase and tell the story because our film, the story takes place almost entirely in on on one set in right. in uh, Charlie's apartment, which is um, difficult to to uh, keep the story interesting and and uh, maintain the audience's attention and interest. Uh, and for us, uh, for the actors, there was a lot of heavy dialogue and we really had to make those words sing so it was a really valuable time for for everyone to to work out all of those um aspects and and um 
find find those those moments um, because once we got on set with uh, the limitations of of Brendan's suit, we really had to be focused and intentional uh, mm-hmm. in every take that we did. Even though it is a very dialogue-heavy film, and to your point, it's in one space. I think there's just a couple of exteriors on a porch. Um, it's still there's a lot of physicality in the role, and there's still a lot that you have to do with your body, even though it is in this one contained space. When you thought about Liz's physicality, um, how would you describe it? How would you describe your approach the way she sort of is in the world, the way she physically is? Well, um, I, when I had my daughter, it was my first time being in a hospital and being around nurses. uh, Mm -hmm. And what they do is incredibly physical <laughs> to to lift people to 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 clean them to feed them to help them go to the bathroom it's so much physical labor and it takes um a really patient and strong person to do that. So I, I took all of those experiences from being in the hospital um, and, and all of the different nurses that I met and I, I you know, put that towards, uh, towards Liz. Uh, but even as an actor, yes, I found it <laughs> an, an oddly physical role because we had to be moving around so much because Brendan's character was mostly stationary on the couch. And so um, we were just uh, like planets orbiting our sun, you know, <laughs> uh, and and Darren would always be having me go from here to there or doing something. And, and that's sort of my 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 big fear or uh, weakness as an actor is, um, at least to me, I, I, I always struggle with, um, with handling props or, or, or memorizing a whole sequence of, of uh, physical spots that I need to be in, you know, and also maintaining <laughs> some sort of um, uh, casualness with the dialogue when I have all of this uh, information in my head that I, I need to, to check off. One Which is why I found it so remarkable yeah. during um, Brendan's scenes um, when he's um, when he has to when he's overeating and, and there's like a whole sequence in there that I just found technically very impressive and uh, it, it's it's so difficult to for for me at least um, and I just thought Brendan did such an incredible job. My guest is Hong Chow. She is in the film The Whale. She's also in the film The Menu, which you can stream on HBO Max. So this character of Elsa was described um, in the script as a severe Scandinavian woman. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You are a petite Asian American brunette. Um, Yes. What made you go up for the part? It was uh, my desire to work with Mark Mylod. I Mm. was a fan of Succession, and I just was curious uh, who he was as a person and I wanted to be on set with him. I was also a huge fan of Ray Fiennes and I knew that he was attached uh, to play the role of the chef and I I had a great time. It was um, really wonderful to get to see Rafe work. It, I've never been in a situation where it felt like we were being treated to a one-man show. <laughs> Just the way that the the movie, that the story is is set, we're all sitting there, at, or most of the people are, are sitting um, at tables and watching uh, the chef uh, explain each of the courses that are being presented. And, and it was just odd that we found ourselves um just watching uh, Rafe get to, to, to 
be this very um, Mm -hmm. enigmatic and, and also terrifying character. We actually had Mark on the show when when the film came out. Um, he's an interesting person, Mark Mylod. Uh, did you go into the research bunker on fine dining, high-end restaurants, how they run? No, you know, COVID has really changed uh, all of that. Um, it's really hard to go out and physically uh, in person and, and research things. Maybe a little bit less now um, that more people are, are vaccinated and, or have gotten COVID. But at that time, um, uh, COVID was still, you know, a pretty scary thing. So yeah. so we were just trying to be as careful as possible. I do have a little bit of experience, um, life experience with, with restaurants. My parents, uh, when I was younger, had two failed attempts at, <laughs> at running a restaurant. <laughs> um, they... When they first came over to the U.S., um, they had worked in in restaurants and in the back. Uh, my dad was, you know, washed dishes and was like a busboy. And um, my mom uh, also, uh, you know, would do like the food prep. And um, they had experienced primarily with Chinese restaurants and Vietnamese food had not become popular yet. Mm -hmm. And they had opened up a Chinese restaurant and it was just really, really difficult. Uh, I saw firsthand how difficult it is to maintain a restaurant. It takes so much work and we had so many bad customers. So I I felt like I I knew (laughs) where Elsa was coming from, even though it was a much uh, more exclusive uh, restaurant for a higher, uh, more elite clientele. Well, she gets to help the bad restaurant goers have their comeuppance. There's there's one clip that's gone viral from the menu, your performance. um, And the background of the scene is that this group of sort of high-powered investment bro Silicon Valley types have just received tortillas as part of their meal, and they look down and they realize there's something printed on the tortillas. Let's listen to Hong Chao in the menu. Uh, excuse me. Can I help you, sir? <clears throat> yeah, what, what the hell are these? These are tortillas. Tortillas deliciosa. Yeah, so what are, what are these? These are tortillas, which contain Echo Bright's tax records and other documents showing how your company has created invoices with fake charges. How did you get these? I'm sorry, but Chef never reveals his recipes. <laughs> Do you know how f- you are? Well, I have this place close by the morning, do you understand? Oh, no, that won't be necessary. Enjoy. That won't be necessary. Enjoy. So good. So cold. Um, why do you think that clip has struck a chord with people, that people are sending that around? I honestly, I don't know. I mean, I knew the the line was really funny when I read it, and um, I was excited to say the line. <laughs> but it really has taken on a life of its own. <laughs> You know, we're seeing quite a few of these these dark comedies obscuring elitism, whether it's Glass Onion or Triangle of Sadness and The Menu. Do you have a sense of why this is something that people are interested in? Well, I think it's a problem that we're all collectively trying to solve. And, um, and part of that is just expressing it and... Uh, 
I think that the people who enjoy the menu movies, like the movies you just mentioned, um, why they enjoy the menu so much is because uh, they do recognize and see what a, what a divide we have um, in this country or in, in the world between the haves and the have-nots. Um, and it's just um, something we're all just trying to process. But the more we talk about it, maybe we'll, we'll find that answer. Upcoming, you're starring alongside Michelle Williams in the latest film from Kelly Reichardt, Showing Up. What can you let us know about that project? Uh, it's it's uh, I, I think it's Kelly Reichardt's first comedy, so I was oh. excited to be a part of it. Um, Kelly Reichardt, you you can't really tell this from her previous movies, but she's an incredibly funny person. <laughs> um, she's got a wicked sense of humor, and um, I I'm really excited for showing up. I think Michelle Williams is really funny in it, and uh, there were so many parallels uh, between actors and um, artists uh, of uh, uh, Michelle Williams plays a, a an artist who deals mostly with ceramics and and my my character is an artist who does um, sort of these really big beautiful uh, art installations and um, there's sort of a rivalry but mm. also uh, a lot of respect and, and friendship between them and it's something that I think a lot of people in any uh, area of the arts can really identify with, and uh, particularly actors. We have so many artists mm -hmm. and actors who listen to this show. We're in New York City. We're on during the middle of the day, whether they're people who are in shows now or out auditioning. Um, what is a piece of advice you would give to an aspiring actor who's listening right now? Um. I would say don't be so eager to please. <laughs> I know oh. that's really hard when you're first starting out. Um, you just you just want to please everybody, and I think um, I think that was probably what made me feel the sickest in the beginning was just that I wasn't um, being true to myself because I was just trying to please people. Uh, and then once I sort of figured out how to let that go, I felt better about myself. And then I think my work just got better too. And I think people um, who I worked with felt like they were maybe seeing more of me. Uh, so I don't know how you end up getting there, but just mm. try to care less. <laughs> Hong Chow is nominated for Best Supporting Actress for her performance as Liz in The Whale. That film is still in select theaters here in New York, and she stars as Elsa in The Menu, which is streaming now on HBO Max. Thank you for being with us. Really appreciate your time. Thank you, Allison. Thanks for having me. WNYC Studios is brought to you by Zbiotics. Seize the day after a night of drinks with Zbiotics Pre-Alcohol Probiotic Drink. Zbiotics was invented by PhD scientists to break down the byproduct of alcohol, which is most responsible for making you feel crummy the next day. Drink Zbiotics before your first drink, drink responsibly, and you'll wake up refreshed and ready to take on the day. Try it for yourself at zbiotics.com/wnyc and get 15% off your first order when you use WNYC at checkout. That's zbiotics.com slash WNYC and use the code WNYC at checkout for 15% off.